everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be the Flame, where fire and magic meet. I am your host, Amy Barilla. I hope this finds each of you healthy, wealthy, and wise. As you recall, at the top of each episode, we ground and center ourselves for our group affirmation or mantra. I feel that mantras and affirmations are extremely important because the power of words can shift our vibration and change our energy so we can keep on trucking through our day. So without further ado, I'd like to ask all of you to take a moment or two, ground and center yourself. And when you're ready, close your eyes and place your hand over your heart. And that beat coming out of the center of your chest is your life force energy and your soul purpose. And when you're ready, recite the following, always I rise. Taking a nice deep breath, inhalation through the nose, exhalation out through the mouth, and you can open your eyes again. Now our sacred space has been properly activated. On today's episode, we're gonna be talking about how to love an empath. So we're going to dive in a little deeper on how to love an empath in today's episode. I want to kind of break this down because if you're new to this podcast and you may not be fully aware of what being an empath is or being an intuitive or a sensitive, I just want to give you like a very crib notes version of that. For us empaths and sensitives, we feel emotion on a huge, ginormous level. It's beyond a gallon size level. So not only do we feel so much love and so much joy and so much happiness, we also feel the sorrows of the world and the sorrows of those around us. We feel people's aches and pains. We feel their troubles. We feel everything. But to love an empath is to know a few things, okay? And first of all, I want to say If you're lucky enough to have an empath love you, hold them tight, okay? Keep them close because you have been given this amazing gift, all right? It's beyond magic. It's beyond that divine spark. You have been blessed to have someone in your orbit who thinks you're amazing, right? And we live in this world where there's a lot of chaos and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of challenge. And when you have that person show up, they didn't show up by chance. They showed up by divine magic. So I want to say that first and foremost. But in terms of partnerships and romantic relationships, there's a few things that are very important to the empath. All right. Number one, we want someone who is real. And for many of us, we spend a lot of our life searching for the perfect person. Well, I'm here to tell you in this body, in this lifetime, there is no perfection in anyone or anything. And it is my belief that I don't want to live in a state of perfection because what that's telling me is that I have nothing left to learn. And as a human in this current body, I know I'm on a constant state of learning and growing and healing and evolving. But that perfect person for us has to have a certain set of criteria, all right? That person who we want to love us and we want to be fully accepted. As a sensitive, there are times where our emotions are so over the top that we might scare people away. But what I want to point out is that 
you're not scaring them away because there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly imperfect, right? But what happens is that other person's set of insecurities and their set of traumas and their wounds, they're not at that point in their life where they want to work on them. And when you meet up and join forces, it's not going to match up necessarily, all right? So what happens is for us, the empath, we keep searching for that next person. And because they may fall short somewhere along the line, we feel that there is no one out there for us. That is so not true, okay? And I want to make sure you know this because I know if you're going to watch this episode, you're going to identify so deeply and so closely with what I'm sharing with you. You're going to be raising your hand saying, she's talking about me, all right? And I've been on the other side of that. So I understand what it feels like to be misunderstood. But when you find that person that gets you and accepts you for who you are and doesn't ask you to change or doesn't try to fix you, you've hit pay dirt. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic partnership. It could be a very dear platonic relationship. It could be found in coworkers. It doesn't have to be a romantic partner. But for purposes of what we're diving into today, I'm going to circle back and focus on the heart aspect or the loving romantic partnership aspect, okay? It's also important, too, that we have a cheerleader when we have a romantic partner, right? We want that person to show up for us the way us, the empath, shows up for them, okay? If we're constantly going to pour and we're constantly going to give, over time, we may feel emotionally bankrupt, so to speak. We feel drained and depleted. Now, remember, the empath shows up as a natural-born fixer. That's who we are. We tend to see it more in women, but there are a lot of men empaths out there too. I've met them. They're amazing. Okay. And the challenges that we women face, they face too. So I want to make sure that there, if there are guys out there that are going to watch this episode, that they also feel seen, heard, and supported because I'm talking to you as well. This is not just about the women. But we need someone who's going to not only accept us for who we are, we want someone who's a cheerleader, right? We also want someone who's going to support us in our joys and in our endeavors, even if they don't participate in them. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. I'm a freak for crystals and rocks. That's just part of who I am. I have rocks and crystals everywhere you turn. If I'm not wearing them, they're on a table. If they're not on a table, they're underneath my bed or they're in my office or they're somewhere scattered about my house. I don't expect my partner to have the same love and affinity for rocks and stones. However, the other side of that is I don't want to be discouraged from having that love of rocks and crystals, and I don't want to be discouraged from buying more, and I don't want to be discouraged from learning more about their wisdom and medicine. That's part of the fabric of who I am. Just as my partner may have hobbies and joys and things that they love, I would never discourage them from doing the things that bring them joy and happiness. Because in order to be loved fully, you have to support that person in their endeavors. If you're not getting that, then there's going to be an imbalance. And what's going to happen is you're going to feel drained and depleted 
because you're showing up time and time again, and you just are asking for the same in return at least part of the time, okay? As far as our emotions go, because empaths and sensitives feel on such a gallon-sized level, it's gonna be important that there's effective communication with your partners. That can be a challenge. To be quite honest, words can be hard for me, right? I spend my career sitting in my office, working with women and children and families and helping them through traumatic periods in their life and crises. And sometimes things that come out of my mouth are also things that I need to know about myself. And sometimes I'll say, and I'll be like, I just said that, I need that medicine as well. And I'm almost surprised and at times I'm shocked that that even came out of my mouth. And I understand that comes from a higher place, that comes from my higher self, or that's my team of divine guides sending me that download so that I can take in that medicine for myself as well, all right? So that's another important thing. Also too, you know, socialization for the empath can be a challenge. And in a partnership or romantic relationship, that other person has to be made fully aware that plans could change on a dime's notice, but it's not personal. I'm gonna give you an example. You can invite me to go to dinner and it sounds great. And the day of the dinner, I'll be like, I'm not going. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm not gonna put myself in a situation where I'm not gonna be fully present or fully real and authentic. And of course, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna be comfortable. So I'm gonna have a shitty time. I'm not gonna have a good time. However, the people that know and love and care about me already know this about me. So they know that that's a potential possibility and they accept me for who I am as a result of it, just as I do for them. Right? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having people in your life who are present for you, who can meet you where you're at versus where they want you to be. If that's what's happening in your relationships, we tend to set ourselves up for a path of unhappiness because we're not feeling fulfilled. Right? We're not feeling fulfilled. And when the empath is not feeling that level of joy, and happiness and fulfillment, it can lead to imbalance and sometimes disease, right? I can look back over the course of my life and I can look back at the partnerships and relationships that I've had and I can see exactly where I didn't step up and it led to imbalance and it led to me being extremely unhappy. And, you know, I'm approaching 50, so that's a half century me roaming about this planet, and I'm still learning stuff about myself all the time, right? So it's important that as empaths in romantic relationships that we find that person that we can be real with, all right, and who's also going to be real with us. And that might take some time as you navigate those waters together, as you get to know one another, as they get to understand you and all the things that you feel on this gallon size level and how, you know, we're very, very in tune when the energy in a situation is not where it should be if things are off and our emotions may change on a dime's notice too. It's not personal, all right? But being an empath means that... 
We have to be extra aware of who we're spending our time with, and we have to be sometimes careful of who we allow into our orbit and into our circle because we want to receive all the things that the divine says we are worthy of. We are worthy of so much. And, you know, I know I hear this all the time in my inner dialogue, and it's like an energetic two by four. Sometimes we have to go through shit and we have to go through a bunch of um, non-serving, non-deserving partners before we find that magic one. All right. But I want to make sure each of you know today that you are not alone. Even though that can get lonely, that's another thing I want to touch on. I know for us empaths that if we feel that that person is not going to show up, that we're doomed to a life of loneliness. That is not true. But that is a real space where we can reside for a period of time. And it's important that you know that I've been there. I know what that feels like. It's it's a point of isolation. And I think a lot of that comes from us being so hypercritical uh, because we downplay the magic of our gifts and our sensitivities. That's a lot of what happens with us. We downplay it. And it's important that we try to enter that space where we work and fine tune those parts of ourselves where a better story needs to be told, right? Someone just told me that before we started filming this episode today, that I need to tell a better story. And she was right. So I hope that I am delivering that to all of you. (laughs) You know, you've heard me mention earlier in some of the, the episodes in this season that I, you know, had experienced a stroke. And it's a point of vulnerability because when you have an event happen in your brain, you tend to come out the other side of that, not feeling that you're the same person that you were before it happened. And for me, in doing these filmings for these episodes in this season, it has been a challenge. Not going to lie. It's been a challenge. I've had to have a lot of talks with myself. I've had to have a lot of sessions where I would just break down and be, you know, a sobbing mess because I didn't know if I could do it. Right. So I want you to know that vulnerability has been and will always be one of your biggest superpowers. And when you find that person who you can walk this journey with and have that partnership with, who um, lets you know that it's okay to drop your guard down, you're golden. You are golden, right? So in a nutshell, there are certain things that we, the empath, the sensitive, are looking for in a partner. We want to feel accepted. We want to feel as though we have a cheerleader. We want to know and and have someone understand that we will need time to ourselves. That is important. We need that point of decompression. Being out in the world is very staticky for us, more so than a lot of other people. The way they can compartmentalize it, they can manage it a little bit differently. We have to be alone from time to time. And sometimes that could be just for a couple hours. I know for me, sometimes it's for days. I won't socialize for several days. I don't have it in me. I know that I just need to retreat and be by myself, and that may come across as isolation, but really it's the healthiest thing for me. So that person that you join forces with and have that partnership with will need to understand that as well. 
that it's not personal. You're not pushing them away. You just need time to decompress and regroup so that you can be the best version of yourself, not only for your partner, but for your friends and for the people that you work with. And if you're in a healing arts practice like me, for those people who are coming in because they need me, right? I have to be on my game. And if I'm less than, I can't give them and I cannot deliver all the things that I want to deliver to them when they're in crisis, right? And we also want to have that person that supports us um, in our joys and in our endeavors and in our periods of growth and evolution. That is so critical. I can't tell you what it was like to not have that person meet me where I was, right? They didn't have to like what I was doing or they didn't even have to um, participate in it rather. But just hearing that person say, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you. You're amazing. And you're magic, right? We need to hear that. And that's not from a place of ego. That's how we feel safe. That's how we feel seen. That's we, how we feel heard. And that's how we feel supported at the end of the day. And so it is. This is my favorite part of each episode when I can dive into the Crystal Wisdom Corner and then follow it up with our collective card read for the upcoming week. So you will notice that next to me is this beautiful rose quartz heart. This thing weighs a ton. It is super heavy. I keep it in my office. The kids love it, but I wanted to bring this on the set for this season because I want to share with you, because we're talking about how to love an empath, what better stone to have to teach you about than rose quartz. And it's a huge heart. Isn't she pretty? Just soak her up for a minute. So when we're dealing with rose quartz, we're dealing with everything that's heart-based or heart-centered. And we're talking about love and romantic partnerships and how to love someone like me, the empath, the sensitive. And rose quartz really helps drop those walls. It helps break them down and disintegrate them. I also like to say, just a little side note, that when we're talking about heart walls, those are constructed when we have periods of hurt or pain or trauma. And they're um, a form of protection, right? It's a mechanism that we create. It's energetic. It's a barrier. It's a wall. Sometimes it's brick over steel wrapped in a little barbed wire. I have seen that in other people before. And it protects us. But when we're working with the wisdom and medicine of a stone, like this beautiful piece of rose quartz, what we're saying is I say yes to dropping a little bit of that wall and allowing a pinhole of light to shine through so that the journey towards me healing and the journey towards me surrendering and opening up to all my magic can begin. And when we look at things in terms of micro moves, we are allowing ourselves to be less resistant. That's the problem with healing. We feel that the action steps that we need to take are so huge and so overwhelming that we stop dead in our tracks and we resist and we go nowhere. So I ask each of you today, if you have rose quartz in your toolbox at home, right, bring it out 
stick it out in the sun for a little bit of a sun bath, charge it up and start working with it. Know that it has a vibration of unconditional love, of unconditional support, and it's radiating all that healing wisdom right back at you. So our crystal wisdom for this week is beautiful rose quartz. Mm, I love it. Now we move on to our group collective card read. And usually, typically, I will shuffle the deck and select the card that way. But I did it a little bit differently today because there was a specific message that I felt needed to be shared with the group for the upcoming week. So your card for this upcoming week is just for today. Don't make it complicated. Oh, my God. I think I need about a thousand of these made into post-it notes and I need to stick them everywhere I turn so I can be reminded of this. I love this card and I'm gonna tell you why. As humans, we are notorious for making so many things in our life complicated, right? We overthink things, we get paranoid. I know I do, right? And when I get in that state of paranoia, I make things way more complicated than we need to be. We make things complicated to the point where it's has an opposite effect, all right? So it can kick us back a few feet or a few notches or a few steps. And in the action of doing that, like I was saying earlier, when we have heart walls, we pull in resistance, we're going against the flow and against the current, and we're not gonna make any headway, all right? So just for today, your feet to the fire for this upcoming week is not making things complicated, all right? Let's simplify things. Let's access the joy of keeping things simple and easy, whatever that looks like for you. And I'm sure, I'm sure just as I'm sitting in this chair talking to all of you, you are understanding where I'm coming from. And there are already at least two to three things, if not more, areas or compartments within your day-to-day life where you are making things complicated and you can make a potential micro move or action step. I know you can because I believe in you and I see you and I hear you and I love you in always, always, right? So that is your feet to the fire for the upcoming week. Just for today, don't make this shit complicated, right? You'll be way less stressed and more blessed, I promise you. I would love to share a few ways that you can connect with me because I always love to hear from those who are part of our podcast audience and who support the podcast and who support me in my day-to-day practice at the office. And even if we've never met, you're still supporting me and that means so much to me. So my main website is amybarilla.com. You can find me on Instagram and my handle there is Pediatrics. You can also catch... Past episodes of the podcast, Be the Flame, Where Fire and Magic Me, on places like Spotify or iHeartRadio or iTunes or wherever else you can, you can catch a really great podcast. So we're ready to wrap up another week. And I was so happy to share this divine, sacred healing space with all of you. And in the words of Glennon Doyle, I want to remind you that we can do hard things. We do hard things every damn day and we can still sizzle and we can still shine and we can still be a beautiful, sexy badass, right? Because remember, always we rise. And until we meet again, have a magical rest of this week. And I can't wait to hang out with all you guys again real soon. Take care. Thank you.